Hello, welcome into episode 240 of Caitlin's Craft Collective. This episode I have a blather with trees, a swap section and a me 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 section. So get your cup of tea, your dram for Burns Night and I'll let you know what crack's been in Caitlin's this past wily because it's been a little while. Now for the blather, trees. A few episodes back I talked about birds. Well, this time I'd like to talk about trees. Yes, Gandalf the Ents. Hum hum, Ent fans. Now trees aren't that common in Keithness. I'm honestly not sure why. There's gonna be reasons. <laughs> I've always said it's because they aren't stupid. Because we've got wind for nine months of the year and they simply can't be bothered fighting it. They tend to be around glens or sheltered spaces or where people are deliberately planting them for shelter or in the 70s and 80s it was the tax dodge to plant lots of them. You might hear a bit of background noise today. I'm not sure if the microphone will pick it up or not but um, it's quite windy and the polytunnel is kind of rattling away. Yeah, so that is all the the background noise in this podcast, apart from the dog. He makes it slightly different, and I can't blame the wind for him. He is quite windy, but he's a different type. (laughs) My favourite tree is a monkey puzzle tree. Richard's favourite tree is a juniper. Sandy's was a climbable tree. And Daisy wanted cherry blossom. And Buchel, he likes all trees as long as he can pee on them. Also, you can have a magic faraway tree and the Ents from fiction and also Groot from film. I am Groot. So it's not just me that gets inspired by trees. I'd love to hear which is your favourite tree and why. There are over 60,000 different types of trees to choose from, so the scope is quite wide. A tree is home to many animals, insects and other plants. I watched a documentary a few years back about the illegal logging of, I'm thinking it was the Amazon, where a mahogany tree was going to be felled. The camera crew got a day to count how many animals, plants and insects that they could find on it and the number was really, really high. It's sad actually because the tree then got felled and um, that was it. But it was sad. I was quite sad seeing that. And I think it was a Simon Reeve documentary. I like his work because he reports, he doesn't tend to judge as such, but he sees sides of the stories and he often asks awkward questions, but he does look into both sides of things. I couldn't find any yarns made from trees because I did look, but I thought, well, bamboo, but then it's technically a grass. Of course it is. It snitches. Snitches get stitches. You bamboo grass, you... Oh, that's terrible, sorry. Right, or a rose, but obviously a rose is a plant, because I know you get yarn from rose. And both bamboo and rose yarn do take up quite a lot of water in making of it. So I don't know, maybe it is or not a, a environmentally friendly way of making stuff. I don't, I don't know, I'd have to look into that a bit more, and I didn't, so, so sorry listeners. But feel free for you to do and tell me. And it's funny because on the inside of trees they have fibres that run up and down because when I was chopping wood the other day I was looking at it and you know you can pull a little bit of fibre off a twig or a bit of wood and it kind of runs down. So I thought well, hmm. But 
it's just too rough and it's not practical for us to wear, certainly not on babies anyway. However, it's used for many, many, many other things. Firstly, burning. Secondly, shelter or furniture. And it's woodiest of forms. I'm writing on a bit just now, or I was when I was writing this. But it's been manipulated into paper. I can blow my nose in a bit too of a handkerchief. So whilst we can't really knit with it, it is a really, really, really useful resource. It can be a home to all these animals, insects and other faunas. We can't really knit with it, but it is a very useful resource. I can print my patterns onto it. And there's a huge list of tree designs, tree inspired or named after designs or companies. It's blanket making season just now, cosy under weather. So there's a very famous blanket called The Tree of Life by Nikki Epstein. There are pages and pages of Christmas tree decoration patterns and tree shaped designs. Stephen West has a big cosy looking shawl called Tree Fern. Nora Gawn has a Liberty Tree pullover using texture to show the tree line in the yoke of the jumper. The really cute Palm Tree Aragurumi by Michael Horn, which made me go, I thought that was quite sweet. Or you can have some Cherry Pop Socks by Abby Brown. There is the Arboreal by Jennifer Steinglass, who is greatly influenced by trees and fauna and their leaves. Eden Cottage Yarns Victoria has a hat called Willow. And of course, you can get yourself a tree beard shrug by Susan Pandorf or an Entwife shawl by M. Mario. And there's lots and lots of Groot. I am Groot. Trees are, I think, too much of our everyday life. We often take them for granted because they're there. And unless you plant them, they're just there. That's a good thing. Do you have a tree near you just now? That oh woof, because Bickle's not been included in this enough today. Um, do you have a tree near you just now that you do appreciate, but you maybe haven't studied much recently? Do you want to just take a moment and stare at it in a nice way, like I am appreciating you, tree, and see how it is? Is it got no leaves just now, and it's like that ink blot when you blow it with a straw that we do in primary school or art? Or you just fancy making some mess. There's nothing nicer than when you do your background of a sunrise or sunset colours and then you wait for that to dry and then you put your bit of black ink on the bottom of your page and you blow it with your straw and it becomes a tree. Mm, I love that. I just love black on either white or sunrises, colours. Just, I don't know why, it just appeals to me. Are you listening to this in springtime and it's heavy with blossom? Or summer and the leaves give you shelter for the sun? Are you listening in autumn? Hello future people. And it's laden with acorns or fruit. Trees can delight us years round. Let's look after them and plant them. I am Groot. We are Groot. But remember, as the stereophonics once said, in a much better dulcet tone than me, It only takes one tree to make a thousand matches. It only takes a match to burn a thousand trees. So let's look after them. Swap section. We're all done with the Christmas swap. 
I had toyed with the idea of doing a swap, sock swap. That's not easy to say. Like we did in it was either 2017 or 2018. But I'm full on jumper knitting, so I'm going to pause that idea for a while. Let me know if you're thinking about that too. I think everyone's of the Christmas winter swap, swap worked out okay. I didn't have any messages to the contrary, but if there was problems, please let me know. Thank you for taking part, Swap Buddies. How nice was it to, when you were putting your decorations up, to revisit the decorations from Swap Buddies past. And I'm sorry for those that swap with same people from last year or previous years. I think because I'm splitting the Ravelry group and the Google form people, we were saturating the group on both sides and unfortunately that's what happened however um, I hopefully you enjoyed yours as much as mine I got a lovely couple of packages which I'm very thankful for and I've left the owl gourd that I got from Nora out downstairs because who doesn't like owls mice maybe <laughs> I actually saw a barn owl on my way home on Saturday night I got a fright because it swooped out quite close to the car. Don't hit the car, owl! Twoo! And it went twat! <laughs> and I went, yeah! <laughs> Well, it has been a while since I last spoke to you. I hope that you are all in good health. I... I'm in good health. I've started running again because my friend Mari decided that she wanted to start doing training for the Inverness Half Marathon. I don't know if I told you this last episode. But, um... <laughs> she since decided I don't think she's going to do it. But I'm at five miles now. My brother is at nine miles... Um, he's doing it as well. It's not until March the 13th, 12th or 13th, it's a Sunday. And my training plan says five miles, but his training plan says nine. However, he is in a fitter, stronger place right now, so, you know, lash on, big bro. I'm just going to stick with my five miles in the wind, because it was headwind-tastic yesterday. Anyway, um, I did have a few glum January days with just back to work and it was dull weather and dark and stuff and then I got a message from Susan Dolph of Knit the Journey podcast asking if I would like to be on her podcast as part of her chit chat series. <laughs> Listeners, it is the best thing I have done in ages. We spoke for two hours and my heart has just filled up. It'll be a little while before you get to hear it because poor Susan, there's a lot of editing to do. Um, and she's got somebody else in front of me in her queue. But I hope you have managed to listen to her episodes that she's put out. There is some sage wisdom in them for pandemic times. And it was something that I wish I'd known this time last year or even better, the year before it all started. But here we are and we have it now. So if you need to hear things about just getting through and I think you're doing okay. Um, Susan's Knit a Journey podcast is the place to start, definitely. Um, it certainly helped me re-evaluate and re-align. And then she very kindly 
I was extremely lucky to be invited to do an online retreat with her and some of her other listeners of hers. Some of who are my listeners and also I'm still buzzing from the couple of hours in their company. We chatted about the best ways to wear shawls, what shape of shawls we like, about their grandchildren, their children, the patterns for babies, patterns for children, patterns for us, what we were all wearing, what are good patterns for spiggle yarns. Oh, well, there was the weather conversation and time differences and where everybody was and how long we'd seen each other and there was, um, I think there was just a general consensus that it has been really hard and even where are we are in the world, um, we have all been touched deeply by this pandemic. So it was such a precious hour or two for me to be in these company of people who I have so much time for, so much respect for. And Susan, I can't thank you enough because I'm just so happy. <laughs> and I've been happy for other reasons, but for podcasting and um, crafting, I haven't been this happy for quite a while. And I think that listeners, you maybe picked up on that a few times. So... Um, thank you. It really, really has helped my crafty journey. So my cup runneth over with three Lisas, Betsy, Ellen, Jan, Jean, Alison, Rebecca, Cece, Laurie, Julie and of course Susan. It was just so nice and thank you. In knitting, I have been quite busy. I did not have enough of the Iona yarn to finish my flax jumper. So you that had the bait that she's not going to finish that, you won. <laughs> I don't know what it is you bet, but you get to bring home that prize. And I'm very thankful as well for the lovely Suzanne because she sent me a skein of what we thought was the same colour. Because in my head, I had bought teal. But, <laughs> no. In Iona yarn's it's called sea green, not teal. So, yeah, the, the one that she sent is teal, but in my head, mine's was also teal. It's just a dark teal. But there you go. So I ordered a skein for my own yarns and I received it now. And I've been working on it last night. I had it, I took it outside to see it in the light and I think it's ever so slightly lighter. Just ever so slightly or maybe it's just my knitting tension might be slightly different than the cone was, but I'm going to get away with it. I've had lots of suggestions for what to do because from the it was from the elbow down and <laughs> um, I don't want to spoil the things I was saying to Susan. She came up with a really good suggestion. And then my other ideas were uh, take back both arms and knit them in different colours or take back the other arm to the same spot and knit down with the, the tail that Suzanne sent me or stripe it or take the whole thing out and knit something else. However, no. <laughs> I'm thrown that way. I'm going to knit down and just see it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me that sees that there's a slight difference in shade and it's just ever so slightly but I don't think I've maybe done quite enough to warrant somebody else coming up and saying 
why have you, why is your arm a bit different colour? Because if you did, I mean, I'd have to stop myself from punching them. And I'm not a violent person, really. I've never ever punched anybody like that. Which, in my head, I might be. So, see you. Uh, who would do this? For fun. Leona, you want to be like, your arm's slightly different colour. I'm like, yeah, what you can do about it. <laughs> and then I give her a big hug and a juicy kiss on the side. Face, because she needs one. <laughs> right, so it's, it's been a bit of a saga, this flax jumper, hasn't it? But you know what? There's always a story with me. My mum asked me a question yesterday and she, I can't remember what it was about now. And I went, well, and she went, there's a story, isn't it? And I went, yeah, how did you know? And she said, she just did that face and I was like, I have known you for 46 years, Louise. <laughs> I love it when there's a good story. I would really quite like to wear this jumper now. It'll go nice with. I've got a pink shirt that I can wear underneath. I've got teal or green trousers. Um, teal green. It's maybe more green than it is blue because teal green. Yeah, anyway. So I it'll match and it is perfect jumper weather just now. And actually, Anne, on the retreat, I was asked, why do British people call it jumper when American call it uh, sweaters. So we had that big discussion and uh, I think it was to do, well actually I don't remember exactly what it was, but there you go, there's something that you can look up and tell me. Right, previous to this, I have now got two sleeves of the Radari jumper by Vedis Jans Dochter and I just looked up how to say the doctor part and I know I've just butchered it so apologies, but it means Jans daughter because um, I didn't that much but I've completed it and um, I was knitting on this when I was sitting with the retreat and we've been watching this thing called Gamora which is Italian and can't stare at my phone which is a lot of the time what I do um, so knitting and it's just a great time to just sit and knit so I managed to get the second sleeve done and I'm going to cast on the body once I have finished the flax jumper and the jump, this uh, Radari jumper is for Richard and the flax is for me. Now, the jumper, Radari, is, he's quite enthusiastic to wear this winter, which is a motivator for when I'm being a bit lazy. Plus, when I say, oh, I think I'll do some knitting, he's a bit more enthusiastic for me to actually knit and not go, oh, well, can you do this? Like, read this report or do some more wood chopping or stuff. So, because it's for him selfish that way so I'm totally invoking that and I'm using lopy yarns for this and it's really lovely to work with it's not got any itch or tickle to it which I thought it might have and it doesn't it's really lovely the Iona, Iona yarn is much harder than this but from past experience it softens up with wash and wear and I asked the retreat group which cast on would be best for the body and they kind of suggested a few types Jan is kind, that way, and I think Jan would have made an excellent teacher at school or professor at university because she's a way to instruct that's skilled and kind-hearted. Just saying, Jan, if you fancy going back in time, could you be my math teacher? That would have been really good. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a long tail cast on, making sure that I push the stitch along a good quarter inch to give it the stretch that it needs. Not go up the needle size as some people do suggest 
but just to make sure that it gets pushed along because then that gives it that little bit extra um, stitch well, amount of yarn that goes round because I can be quite tight when I'm casting on and off and then if I'm trying not to be too tight I can be far far too loose so yeah I kind of win I'm enjoying this pattern though it really rekindled my love of stranded knitting and fair isle technique I haven't done any sewing since I taught you last I have been reading so come into the library corner and get your ye olde English out because I'm reading Walter Scott's Ivanhoe <laughs> I know I've had this sitting on my bedside cabinet to read for a long time now and it's I've finally started it properly having started it stopped it and started it quite a few times now it's got some great words in it and I'm enjoying that we listened to Aldo Kane's autobiography which is very good although I felt a little bit lazy because <laughs> he never stops however I'd love for him to come round for a dram and let him do my hoovering he says it's therapeutic to him so now when I'm hoovering because I'll have to do that after I've finished recording this I dedicate my hoovering to Aldo Kane lash on Aldo lash on um, I have been also writing a few letters I ceased this over the Christmas period it was quite busy with Christmassy stuff and uh, the last few weeks of work were quite busy and I was just so tired so I give myself a good break and there shall be letters being sent out to everybody who I write letters to if you want me to write you a letter just let me know and I'm more than happy to splaff on in paper as well as on here and if you are or were signed up for doing my letter writings to other people um, then do carry on um, I know that some people stopped which I thought was quite sad but other people have carried on there's nothing nicer well there is but it's really 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 nice to get a letter in the post um, one of the other things that's nicer is getting yarn in the post but I don't need any of that right now I just like letters I, ju I really 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 love when I get the letter and from Monica and I sit there and I just feel like it's so newsy it's just it's really good and then I get the letter from Louise and the way I open it and it's Oh, it's all the different letters they're so cool right I just want you to all have that feeling of when the postie comes up the drive and the dog barks at the postie and then they put something through the letterbox and you go oh that's a bell or something I've got to deal with that's adulting how boring uh -huh. at least it's not a wasp anyway right Sandy oh yeah and so at least it's not poor Sandy's doing his prelims this month Um, he is study Sandy Good luck to all those who are doing exams or tests just now. And also, last episode, I said Mr. McKeesick, and it should have been Mr. McQuaker, because Mr. McKeesick is his guidance teacher, Mr. McQuaker is a modern studies teacher. Both very good teachers, but I was wrong which one it was. I hope your January is going well. I hadn't set any resolutions other than Inverness half, but I'm now at the stage of running regularly it doesn't hurt as much when I go out so it feels much better and um, I've quite enjoyed that and oh and next week I have a very happy Burns night haggis neeps and tatties we're I don't know why but we're having haggis neeps and tatties tonight um, Richard bought a haggis because it was coming up but the Best before date is today 
I don't know why you would sell a haggis the best before date is not next week. I don't even know what's best before in it anyway. I thought it lasted for hours. I suppose we could have put it in the freezer, but we didn't. And then it's the McSween's of Edinburgh one, which is my favourite go-to haggis. Stornoway or Alt B for black pudding and McSween's a haggis. You kind of go past them. You do get other tasty haggises, but they're my favourite. I'd be interested in hearing yours. Um, and if you are going to be... I don't know, is up Pelia on? It's coming up soon. Uh, Angela actually sent me an almanac. And this month's moon is the wolf moon. Or the stay home moon. Which I think is a really, really good idea. Stay home and craft. There you go, listeners. It says it in the almanac. Therefore, we have to. We have to take it for the team. Right, listeners, I'm going to book to get chucked off this because somebody wants the computer back. So if you want to contact me, I am at kathenscraftcollective at gmail.com. I occasionally go on to Ravelry as Louise Hunt. I finally looked up my password for it so I can look at it on my phone a little bit. I love Instagram. I look at Twitter. I don't say an awful lot except this episode is now out. So thank you for listening. Please keep safe and keep on crafting. I'm into episode 240 of Kathan's Craft Collective. Today I've got an episode with... No, I don't. Oh dear. Another blooper. Listeners, there you go. This chair is slowly going down. It's got hydraulic in it and... Just every so, every now and again, you might hear a little noise and it just me, oh, there was, going down. I might just let it all the way down and then that's it. I didn't know that they were going to be there, some of whom are also my listeners. Um, and. Oh, I've lost my place. What's number four? Well, that is four. Oh, I don't know if I'm working or not.